Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. Would you give a great Calvary welcome to Reverend Rick Flowers? I am excited, oh my goodness, about this occasion, missions. There is nothing that is of greater interest to the Lord than what you are doing here today. Amen. I'm telling you, uh, many people pray through to the Holy Ghost in these altars. And people are baptized in Jesus' name in this church. It goes on continually. That's the will of God. Amen. But when you start talking about uh, going into all the world and delivering this gospel to needed people, that's what Jesus died for. Not only for what happens here, but what happens around the world. And you're a part of that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I am thankful. Amen. It's good to be with Brother Cooney. I've known them a long time, and I'm so thankful for their work and their investment in the kingdom of God. Amen. And uh, some wonderful things are happening in the United Pentecostal Church. The I Am Global that was mentioned a little while ago, that program has, has absolutely pushed us forward uh, to such a degree. Brother Howell told me, uh, has told me on a several occasions, we have a big problem now because we don't have enough missionaries traveling in the States to meet all the requests for invitations. Churches just like, now you're blessed to have Brother Cooney here today and his wonderful son Jalen. Uh, but a lot of churches are saying, we need a missionary. Well, they're all on the field. They're all at work. Amen. Amen. We have missionaries come by our church, and I'll tell our folks, I said, we need to get this budget raised and get these folks out of here. We don't want them here. We want them to go where God has sent them to go. Amen. And you know what? They really don't want to be here either. Amen. They want to be about the Father's business. And so that's what we are doing here today. And I feel a miracle in this house. There's something special about the people of God. And when you gather to worship and when you focus in on the cause. Amen. If, if you're not happy about what God's doing in your life, uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's because you're not finding out what he's interested in. Amen. I have found out that my blessings are connected directly with the things that interest the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you want to find, if you want to be blessed, get busy with what God is blessing and you will be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. There used to be a sign in our church back in the prayer room that talked about missions that said, if you can't go in person, go in purse. Now, I've been pastor in Dallas for 38 and a half years. And uh, I love that congregation. We are in a transition plan. Our son, who is now the pastor, I'm the senior pastor. Uh, Brother Norm Paz and I talked about all of this together. And, and y'all have done very similar. Uh, matter of fact, most everything that y'all have done, we've done. <clears throat> because if it worked for you, I figured it will work for us. <laughs> Amen. And uh, so we're in a transition plan. That will last about another year and a half. We will celebrate 80 years as a church and 40 years 
my pastorate, and then uh, Sister Renee and I will be uh, finished with that phase of our ministry, and our son and his wife will carry on that work, and he's already doing the majority of that work uh, now. But uh, uh, we, uh, we, we are thankful to the Lord for what he has done and, uh, and, and is doing. I am, I am so thrilled and excited because if I can find out what God is interested in and if I can pursue that. Now, I'm going to tell you about a miracle uh, that happened three years ago in our missions conference. And uh, I want to do that by just reading a verse of scripture to you in Acts chapter 13 and uh, beginning with verse number one. Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch, Antioch, the city of Antioch. They had a great church there. And in that church, there were certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate Barnabas and Saul for the work wherein I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed. So this wasn't done in just a few minutes. The Holy Ghost spake and then they they spent some time seeking the face of God. When they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. Amen. The business of a local church. Antioch was a great church because it was a missions-minded church. I don't know that you've ever calculated the figures, but it would be an astounding number to know how much money in 50 years has gone out of this church into missions. It would be staggering. To know how much uh, has taken place uh, in that in that circle of number, Amen. But I'm going to tell you that uh, while that number might be great, it doesn't need to it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to top out. It doesn't need to end, Amen. You need to build on that. That's why I've come here today, sensing a miracle in this house. God wants to do something for individuals here, amen, and God's going to talk to some of you today about your investment in the work of the Lord, amen. Now, Antioch was about 300 miles north of Jerusalem and about 20 miles east of the Mediterranean Sea, and it had become in the first century the melting pot between the western and eastern cultures. It was a strategic place. Amen. And except for Jerusalem, Antioch probably was the most influential in the early church of any place. It was a powerful place. As a matter of fact, it was the birthplace of foreign missions. Amen. It was from Antioch that people were sent out. Amen. And uh, it was in Antioch is where the term Christian originated at Antioch. And uh, uh, it was the home base for the great Apostle Paul's 
missionary outreach journeys. Antioch, what a place. What a powerful thing. I would have loved to have just went in on a, on, on, on a, on a Sabbath service at Antioch and gathered with the saints and hear them worship and praise the Lord. Amen. Now, I'm talking today to an apostolic church. I'm talking to people that understand the move of God and the power of God. I know this because of my history with you. And I know the leadership that you have had through the years. Men that were sensitive to the leading of the Lord. Amen. And so I've come here today very secure in the fact that you're going to hear what I have to say. You are a people of the supernatural. You believe that God can do a work in a moment. Hallelujah. And it's amazing what happens when God shows up at a place. It is an amazing thing that can take place in the presence of the Lord. Now, we've been having missions conferences for 38 years in Dallas. 38 years. When I went there in 1980, I was 27 years old. My wife was 22, and uh, we had never pastored. Uh, We really didn't know what we were doing. The man before me had been there 34 years. It was a strong, solid, together church, unified. It was a wonderful place. But uh, they were giving about $3,000 a year to missions. About a little less than $300 a month. Now, Now, I appreciate that. But I always wanted to be a part of a great missions giving church and uh, I used to pray that before I ever pastored God I want I want to if 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 you give me a church to pastor I want it to be a missions giving church I want to be able to challenge people to give well through the years we have seen some tremendous conferences I had invited brother and sister Rodenbush, and they came for the first 10 years of our pastorate every year to missions conference. And I credit them with teaching us and, and, and instructing us on the uh, wonderful power of consistent giving. But occasionally through those years, God would show up in a special way. And when God would show up, you could just know that this was going to be a different kind of service. Amen. Amen. Now, we started three years ago. Uh, we have our conference every year in September. And three years ago, at the 1st of August, I received a phone call from a missionary, Brother Tony Miller in uh, Lithuania. I had never met Tony Miller. Uh, I, I, I had, uh, perhaps I say never met him. I perhaps met him when he came to meet the, the, the global missions board. But, uh, I remember I may have shook his hand, but there was nothing about him that stood out to me. And, uh, he, he, he met the board and, uh, they gave him an appointment. And, uh, when he found out that he was going to have to deputize for almost two and a half years, He had been in Lithuania uh, for a number of years already as an aimer. He he said, I cannot, I cannot leave for two and a half years and travel to raise a budget. And so he went to Brother Howe. He said, is there any other way? 
Brother Howe said, Brother Miller, the only way that we have is you can go as an associate missionary. You get no budget. You have to, you have to raise your own money. But you can go as, uh, uh, as an associate missionary. But you don't get a car. You don't get allowances. You don't have any of those things. You have no budget. That's what he chose to do. And he appealed to friends and churches that he, had, that he was acquainted with in the States. And that's how he was ministering in, in Lithuania. I, had, I, had, I knew nothing about his ministry there. But he called me. He was in our town. And he said, I would like to meet with you. So I met him at a local coffee shop. And he had his laptop. And he turned it on. And he began to run a little video display of what was going on in Lithuania. And uh, I was instantly stirred. I've, I've tried through the years to be very open to anything that God was doing because I want God to help me in everything that I am trying to do for his kingdom. And yet I have found out that God's not near as interested in what I'm trying to do as he is in trying to get me to do what he's trying to do. So I, I listened to him, and, and he said, Brother Flowers, he said, I wanted to meet with you today to see if you could help me. I said, Brother Miller, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't have any money. And I said, I am so stirred by what you are showing me here. But we have a missions conference in one month. And if you could come to our missions conference... How long are you in the country? He said, I'm leaving tomorrow for Lithuania. He said, but I have a man who gave me uh, 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 some sort of a voucher for a one-way ticket back to the States. He said, I can get to your missions conference, but I can't get home. Well, now, the last thing I want is to bring a missionary in here and raise him. I told him, I said, if you can get here, I'll buy you a ticket home, about $1,200. He said, I'll be there. And would you believe, sure enough, he was a man of his word. About a month later, he showed up. And, of course, we had uh, prepared a place for them to stay. He was by himself. And uh, uh, we went out to dinner on Saturday evening. And after dinner, we had some other guests with us that were there for the conference. After dinner, he and I went back to my office. And uh, I sat down with him. And I said, now, Brother Miller, we're going to have our, our conference in the morning. And uh, we're so happy that you're here. And uh, I need to find out a little bit about some things that you might need. Now, this is kind of the mode that I would operate in. I need to find out what you need. And... Uh, uh, and I'm thinking, you know, we're going to really, really bless this man. You know, we're probably going to give him as much as $5,000. And so I said, what do you need? He said, well, I'll just tell you. He said, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't have a car furnished us. He said, my car is nine years old. He said, we have continual problems with it. He said, I really could use a new car. He said, but if I could get a car that's about four years old, he said it would, it would serve us well for a number of years. Well, I, I just I sort of took a deep breath. I said, well, how much is that? He said, well, he said, we could get one about four years old for about $20,000. Man, my faith started getting a little soft. 
But I'm, I'm, I'm determined. I said, what else you got? <laughs> he said, well, you know, he said, if, if we could get our rent paid for one year, he said, that would be marvelous. I said, well, how much is that? He said, it's $1,200 a month. Man, that's more than the car. We're going the wrong way here. On top of that, I got a $1,200 ticket to get him home. So I looked at him. I said, Brother Miller, I said, we are so glad you're here. (laughs) But you're leaving Monday. We're so glad you're here. And I told him, I said, I don't know what we can do. I said, to be honest with you, I said, you're talking about numbers a little bigger than I had in mind. But I said, you know what? We'll just do the best we can. And that's all I'm going to ask of you today is just do the best you can. So we went into the service and, and, and because he had contacted me just a month earlier, he was sort of an add-on to our, to our day. And so I told him, I said, you've got 10 minutes, 10 minutes. And uh, he said, well, I've got a video I want to show. I said, it's got to be inside that 10 minutes. I said, we've got a lot of stuff happening. We do a lot of stuff on missions Sunday, and, I, and you've got 10 minutes. Well, he got up. He made his presentation, and he went and sat down, and uh, it was impressive. It was great. He showed the same video he had showed me at the coffee shop, and, and it was just, it was, it was good. And so what we do is then we receive our, we receive a cash offering, and uh, I received about $35,000 that day in that cash offering. And then we have our faith promise and all those kinds of things. So, so, but what happens is with that $35,000, i have already got a number of things I've committed to. And so when I start chiseling all that down, I don't have a lot of money left. And so uh, Brother, uh, uh, Brother uh, Scotty Slayton was with us. He was our, 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 our preacher that day, the Secretary of Global Missions. And uh, so I had him come, turn the service to him, and then they brought me the totals. And so I set up there, and I take that 35000 and I basically uh, break it up into how we're going to disperse that money. And then I get up and tell the church what we're going to do. And all I could do for Brother Miller was $5,000. That's all I could do. I, I, had, I had other things committed already. And so when, when Brother... But when Brother Slayton, right as he got through preaching, and at the end of his preaching, we would do our faith promise commitments. As he got through preaching, he turned to me and he said, Brother Flowers, he said, I don't think God is finished with your offering, your special projects offering. Well, that's fine, but we're done with it. We've already done that. Now we're going to do faith promise. I mean, this is kind of the way I operate. You know, we got, we got to check this off and keep going here. I didn't say that, but I thought that. I don't say everything I think. <laughs> so he turned the service back to me, and then he was going to come back and help me with faith promise. Well, I get up and I tell everybody what the cash offering was and how we're going to spend it. 
And, and I turned and I said, and Brother Miller, we're going to give you, and I'm smiling, $5,000. And he responded with such joy and such gratefulness. And I felt so bad. Until I began to talk to the church, I said, you know what? I said, missionaries tell me all the time of things they need. And I said, it really, really hurts me when I'm not able to respond. And so I told them of our conversation the night before. I told the whole church. I said, he said he needs a car. That's $20,000. He said he needs rent. That's about $26,000, $27,000. And then I said this. I said, I just wish that we were in a position that I could just write a check for the whole thing. And then I invited Brother Slayton up, and we took faith promise, and the church responded with a great faith promise offering. But while I had everybody standing at the front, I had a little lady in my church. They've been in our church since 1986. I don't think she has ever stood on our church platform. But suddenly, I saw her make a break and come up, and she walked up on the platform. And she came over to me and she whispered in my ear. She said, my husband and I want to give $5,000 toward that car. So I looked at her and I said, can I tell everybody that? She said, yes, sir. So I told them, I said, Sister Nancy and her husband David have just pledged $5,000 toward Brother Miller's car. When I said that, and here's a lesson for all of you parents. Her her grown son raised his hand and he said, my wife and I will give $5,000 toward that car. When he said that, another businessman in my church raised his hand and he said, my wife and I will give $5,000 toward that car. Somebody else said, we'll give a thousand. Somebody else said, we'll give a thousand. And then the son of this second businessman stood up and he said, my wife and I will give $5,000 toward that car. Now I got $22,000. And then one of our new families said, we'll pay one month's rent. And when he said that, the floodgates opened. People said, we'll give $1,200. We'll give $1,200. When it was over, I had enough money to buy Brother Miller his car, and I had enough money for 13 months of rent. Besides the 35000 that had been given before all of that. When I looked around at Tony Miller, this precious missionary was laying flat on his face, weeping and sobbing. He was moved beyond words. And when he left there, 
He left there with enough money to buy. It ultimately ended up he bought a car that was only one year old. He had 13 months of rent for his church. He had the 5000 that I gave him besides all of that. He had the 1200 for the plane ticket to get back home. He had all of that. He left, and you do the math on it, I don't know what it adds up to, but it was a nice weekend's work for him. And let me just tell you, every penny of that came in, and we were able to help him with that, and it did not put any strain on the local church. Hallelujah. Because it is the work of the Lord. Amen. It is the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I could stand here today and go on and on with the miraculous that God has performed. But I'm here to tell every one of you today. Amen. You are like the church of Antioch. The spirit of that church rests upon this church. Amen. You have not been selfish and you have not been greedy. You have been a people open to the voice of the Lord and the leading of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You have heard a missionary come here today and talk to you about the things that they need. Amen. I just wonder what would happen if missionaries would really open up with their heart's desire. Amen. I want to tell you what's happening in the United Pentecostal Church. Our missionaries used to have to travel for up to two and a half years to raise budgets. They used to have to do that. But they introduced a program, I Am Global, and your your bishop was so much a part of that in its introduction. Amen. It, and, and when I was on the board when all of that happened, and they said this, they said, here's the concern we have. Now, this wasn't said. It may Maybe I'm not supposed to say it. I don't know. But they said it back at the inception of I Am Global. Amen. I Am Global is a four-year financial commitment. So the real test of its success will be in five years. Can the momentum stay? And will churches continue with faith promise? Amen. Well, let me report to you in this fifth year. Faith Promise was up over $400,000 last year in the United Pentecostal Church. And I Am Global was over a $2.5 million offering at the General Conference. Amen. Do you know why? Because God is in this thing. God is a part of this thing. Hallelujah. Amen. God's going to speak to your pastor. God's going to lay things on his heart. Amen. As a church, you need to embrace, hold up his arms, believe for the impossible. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, if God lays something on your heart, don't you be afraid. Don't you be afraid to respond because God's got something better for you in mind. God's got a promise coming your way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, it is the will of God. Hallelujah. Brother Cooney needs to get out of here. He needs to get back to Ireland. There's a revival in that country. Amen. And it's on his shoulders. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. I want everybody to stand with me right now. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. 
Oh, oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord is here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There might be some people here today that will want to just present themselves to the Lord. God, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll be what you want me to be. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, I've pastored for 38 years and I have resigned my church 38 times. At missions conference. I've stood up on many conferences with tears flowing. Told my church, I love you. There, there, there's no people finer than this congregation. I love you with all my heart. But if God would call me, I would go. I would go in a heartbeat. But it seems to be that my role has been to help fund the missionary. I've been able to challenge a congregation to give. And to date, in 38 years, we have given four and a half million dollars to missions. I have told my church, for every dollar we spend on ourselves, and we have, built, built, we have spent millions of dollars on buildings, we are going to match it. We are going to match it. Every time we spend a dollar on ourselves, we're, we're going to spend a dollar on missions. We're going to match it. We're not going to do more for ourselves than we do for the, for the Great Commission. Amen. In the name of the Lord, the glory of God is in the house. Hallelujah. I want Pastor to come. I want Pastor Ellis to come. Hallelujah. Amen. We have watched the mantle of God's approval Fall upon this pastor. I have pledged my support to him. For that's what my friend would want me to do. I will do anything I can for you as a congregation under God behind this man. Amen. I am 100% in his corner. Whatever he feels, whatever he needs me to do, I will do it. Amen. Because he is, he is a man called of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So here we are. Here we are. 50 years as a church. A $50,000 offering is the goal. I think that's so appropriate. Faith promise. I think you said, is it right now? About 5300 a month. This is an amazing church. Hallelujah. But you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't, you haven't seen anything anything of what's coming because God is in this thing. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. 
you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.